0: And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a good day, a good week. It's officially August. That means summer is officially over. Okay, so maybe not really over, but, um, you know, August is like pretty much the Sunday of summer. You know what I mean? Like, it's technically still the weekend, but... You can't really enjoy yourself that much because, you know, you got to go to work tomorrow. That's kind of how August is for me. I just got back from my Disney vacation. It'll probably be another year before I get to go back. So, uh, you know, if August is the Sunday of summer, I got a pretty bad case of the Sunday scaries right now. But it should be a good episode, a fun episode. This one, this one's going to be about my 2021 Disney vacation experience. Uh, I had a couple episodes I was working on, but I wanted to, uh, I wanted to do this one because you know what? I got a lot to say. My 2021 Disney experience was, um, it was different. It was definitely different. And, uh, we're going to get into all of that. Uh, some big news, uh, you might've seen on my Instagram, but we, before we get started on the actual, uh, meat and potatoes of the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to some people who left me reviews uh, in the iTunes app on the on the podcast homepage. Uh, just going off of your uh, the username on here, CBI eight and Mike Johnson ten twenty seven nineteen ninety one, left me a couple five star reviews and they uh, you know had some kind words as well. So I really do appreciate it. Shout out to you guys, and uh, I'll keep trying to crank out some good Disney content for you guys all right here we go your attention please (laughs) the Walt Disney World Railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom like I said I just got back from my disney vacation you know this was the first time i've been back since since before the pandemic before everything got shut down the last time i was at walt disney world was uh july of 2019 this is a good vacation this is really good i got a i got a lot of uh, opinions on, on my disney experience you know this vacation was a little different i went with my whole family and um you know before we went to disney we uh You know, just spent some time in Florida, hanging out at the beach. Uh, Went to a few different beaches down by, like, the Tampa Clearwater area, Siesta Key. Went to a Tampa Bay Rays game, so I kind of was able and lucky enough to kind of have two different vacations in one. You know, we went to the beach first, spent a few days there, just relaxed, worked on my tan, had some uh, white claws, ate some good food, and then we headed to Disney where you guys know what Disney's like. Uh, you, you know, you, you wake up early, you're in the parks all day, and you uh, go to bed tired. So all around it was fun, and I just want to get into kind of like what my whole experience was. I also have, uh, as you can tell from the topic of the episode, some big news on a personal level. I got engaged. Your boy got engaged. What? I uh, proposed to my now fiancé in front of the castle... On main street and uh you know it was just a it was a great moment and uh i'll get i'll get into that a little later in this episode first let's go through my 2021 disney world vacation experience now as you guys know still as of right now there is no fast pass at disney and going into it i was really worried about that i was really worried you know, we've been spoiled. We have, you know, we've been able to use Fast Pass for, and I don't even know. I, th- I want to say it was around like ninety seven or ninety eight when the uh, paper Fast Passes came out, and that was a big deal. And that was fun, and you know, even with those, it was a little more work, kind of hustling around to the rides you wanted, but you know, you were able to get the Fast Pass and not wait in line at all. So going into this trip, you know, I'd seen pictures and tweets, and you know reports from you guys about how the lines you know some of the, the lines are you know stretching down like for example the Splash Mountain line you know if you know where that's at in Frontierland like the line was all the way past like the bridge where you can see the drop like that's how far down it went and I was like oh no like this vacation is going to be different like we're going to have to wake up at rope drop and hit the rides we want we're going to have to wait you know 90 minutes for the the rides we want but I will say that was not the case You know, with no fast pass, the regular normal line, you know, moved somewhat quick. And the the lines are deceiving because, you know, they were, when they added the fast pass, like, they built that into the, the the existing queue. So, you know, Splash Mountain, the reason why the line was to the bridge is because they just physically didn't have enough room. For all the standby people, because of FastPass, they never had that many people in line at once. You know, there wasn't really any social distancing, so that didn't play a role. But, you know, it turned out like we didn't really have to wait that long for a lot of the rides. And, you know, some of the ones that were still kind of long, at least the whole time, you're constantly moving. There's no like just standing still for long periods of time, because that usually happens when, you know, the cast members stop you. And they've got to let a bunch of fast pass, you know, people go through. You're just standing there sitting. Whereas this trip, it definitely seemed like even like the longer waits, at least you were constantly moving. You weren't just sitting there getting bored, playing on your phone. You were actually moving forward, making some progress. But we did it really well. I got to say we did it pretty good. Uh, We didn't hit one rope drop, which I'm okay with at this point. We didn't want to go crazy. But, you know, we get to the parks kind of early. We do a bunch, you know, as many rides as we could, you know, head back to the hotel for lunch and then go back out uh, at night. You know, Splash Mountain, I want to say we waited uh, probably about 30 or 40 minutes. It definitely seems like people are trying to get on that uh, before they change it. I've heard a few different things. Someone at Disney came out, you know, either yesterday or the day before and said that they're still going to move along. With the retheming, and uh, I talked to someone uh there who works there on the inside, and you know, they still weren't convinced that they were gonna switch uh Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog, but you know, we'll see there. Uh, you know, Thunder Mountain, we went the first day we went to Magic Kingdom, it was a Sunday, so a little more crowded, but you know, the first ride we went to was Haunted Mansion, and it was hot. Let me tell you, it was hot, it was like you know, mid to high nineties every day. It was a hot one. Uh, you know, did, did hot Mansion. That was the first ride of the trip. Always like kind of documenting that. But then we went like straight to like Splash Mountain and Thunder Mountain and, you know, Splash and Thunder at, I want to say about maybe 10 or 11 AM. Like, you know, like I said, Splash Mountain was like a 30 minute wait. Thunder Mountain, the listed time I believe was 35 minutes. We waited 18 minutes. That's nothing. It, at, you know, at 11 a.m., that's insane. You know, that that line moved so quick. And I don't know if it's going to be like this when you guys go, if you're going on a, on a trip somewhat soon. The wait times were not accurate. So pretty much every single one we went on, since there's no fast pass, like the whatever the wait time was posted on the sign or the app, the actual wait time was about 10 to 15 minutes less than that. So, you know, if, if Thunder Mountain said 30, it was about 15. Haunted Mansion said 40. We waited 20, you know, so on and so forth. And I think that deterred a lot of people. I don't know if they're doing that on purpose to kind of keep the crowd spread out. But that definitely kind of, you know, makes people turn around if it says, you know, if it says 60 minutes for Space Mountain and you wait 30, like that's, you know, that's a that's a steal. You know, we hit some of the big rides uh, you know, it's kind of ha- how you have to do it with no fast pass. So when we went back to Magic Kingdom at night during Happily Ever After, we went, we did uh, Space Mountain, Buzz Lightyear, and uh, the Seven Doors Mine Train. We waited the posted wait time at the beginning of Happily Ever After for Space Mountain was 20 minutes. That was that was great. I think the that one was about 20 minutes or so uh, that we actually waited. Uh, and Seven Dwarves, that's the one we couldn't get around. I think we waited, the shortest we waited for that one was about 40, 45 minutes, which, you know, you get there at the end of the night, get in line five minutes before the park closes, you know, and just kind of wait it out and, and enjoy the ride. But uh, it was like, yeah, that was like the first thing I you know, wanted to talk about, wait times and no fast pass. And, you know, I didn't really mind not having no fast pass, but I will say, like, it was tough to get everything in. You know, we we didn't want to just stand in lines all day. Uh, so there was a, there was a few attractions I wasn't able to go on because of that. Whereas in a normal year with fast pass, you know, you could fast pass some of the big ones, you know, thunder space, seven Dwarfs, or whatever. And, uh, you know, get those out of the way and then you can do all the, like the smaller, like we didn't do small world and we didn't do Peter Pan and, uh, might have been maybe like a couple of their smaller ones we didn't do because we wanted to wait for, you know, the the more thrilling attractions. The next thing I wanted to touch on um, was the parks themselves. So I will say the crowds, it seemed like a normal summer to me. Parks were packed. The, you know, I had a few problems. First, it seemed like everything there was understaffed. I'm talking everything from the bus system transportation to food service in the parks. Everything seemed under understaffed. Um, there's a few different we say to Saratoga Springs and there's especially Magic Kingdom, there was two instances where we waited at least 45 minutes for one bus. One time it was at night after closing and the second time was midday. You know, we went there in the morning, got some stuff done, wanted to head back for a quick lunch, and we waited 30 minutes for a bus and, you know, we're standing there and right next to us, I believe was Coronado Springs. And there was three Coronado Springs buses before one Saratoga Springs bus came. And that was annoying. You know, had people stand there in the heat and it's, you know, it, it really sets you sets back your whole day when you have to wait that long for a bus. You know, this is the first time I've ever seen this, but they were so short staffed on bus drivers that they were actually using hired uh, coach bus services to shuttle guests back from the Magic Kingdom. I've never seen that before. We're You know, we're standing there, all of a sudden a, uh, a bus with some random bus company's logo on it pulls up and was taking guests to some of the hotels. Um, of what I've heard, you know, in Florida, uh, some of the bus drivers, they can't get to come back to work because they're you know, making more on unemployment. So they don't want to go back, make less, work tough hours, deal with us. Uh, so it's a tough situation. You know, the park seemed understaffed. Uh, you really, you really notice it with the food. You know, I was, I had my refillable popcorn bucket at one point, And the lines for that were outrageous. Every single one, I had to wait in line, you know, f- at least five minutes for a, a refill of my popcorn. And the one, uh, the one time I'm waiting at Magic Kingdom, the the lady in front of me had a problem with her whatever she ordered or they overcharged her or something. And when it was my turn, the lady behind, the, you know, the, the cast member was like, "I apologize, I've never done this before." And it's like, wow, okay, I've never, you know, heard that before. You really notice it too, at Epcot. You know, Epcot World Showcase normally. They have people from those countries actually working there, not not right now. You know, in Norway, you got a guy from Orlando serving you a Viking coffee. You're not used to seeing that. You know, it kind of sucks. I really hope they can kind of get back to full strength, not only for my benefit, but you know, give you know, give people a chance to uh, work and and you know have a job. I noticed it too, even like during Happily Ever After, like the cast members trying to control the crowd. They were just too outnumbered. There wasn't enough of them. And, uh, you know, it's it's different seeing it like that. The, you you kind of lose some of the Disney customer service when they don't have enough, you know, manpower. Now, the next thing I want to touch on about the parks or the park hours themselves. This one pissed me off, I will say. You know, it's summer, it's July, and... I think the latest the parks were open was one day during my trip. I was there for six days. Magic Kingdom was open until 11 o'clock at night once. One time. In peak summer hours. You know, it's a half. I mean, that sucks. That's that's really all I can say. Gone are all the days of, you know, being at the Magic Kingdom until 2 a.m. in the summer. Like, Magic Kingdom every night was you know pretty much open till ten or eleven. Epcot was open if you're lucky it was open till ten, but normally nine. Hollywood Studios was open till eight a few days. It was really tough. Like on the day we booked for Hollywood Studios at night, like closed at eight o'clock at night. You know, that's tough considering like how like what we like to do. You know, we went to a park in the morning, go, you know, eat lunch, swim, whatever. Head back to the another park at night. You know, by the time we ate and you know got back to the park, you only have a few hours left. And it's like, do you eat dinner before? Do you eat dinner after? Are you eating a late dinner? It's it's a tough situation. I don't like it. You know, I get it. They're understaffed, but you know their they're staff. Anyways, what if you're staying open till eight o'clock? Why can't you stay open till ten? I don't. It just that bothers me all these things were, were, were closed restaurants, shops, you know, there was no boat service, but you know, the price of admission didn't go down. I'm paying the same price, you know, to go to Hollywood studios when it's only open till eight o'clock that someone would pay, you know, a few months later when it's open till midnight and everything's open, all the shops are open and the restaurants, um, it's just something that, that really uh, that really pisses me off. And, you know, at Disney, like, when the park closes at 8 o'clock, like what are you supposed to do after that? Do you try to get yourself all the way to Disney Springs? Like, wh- what else is there to do? There's either go to Disney Springs, which closed at 10 or 11, or just swim. You know, there's there's really not that much to do after, you know, everything's closed. You know the parks are closed so basically uh you know what we were doing on the days that the parks closed at eight or nine uh we'd go to the parks you know close it out you know we'd hit a ride right at the end so at hollywood studios we got in line for slinky dog you know at 750 magic kingdom we got in line for like i said seven doors like right before the park closed animal kingdom we got in line for flight of passage at uh you know right before that one closed and then you know we uh, exit the park, and then we'd go if we didn't eat dinner already. We either get something light or we'd go get ice cream. Um, you got the ice cream place at Boardwalk. You got the ice cream place. You got you know some of the uh, resorts have their own ice cream places. I will say that we went the the one night after the parks, we went to Swan and Dolphin, the fountain to get some ice cream it was the only place that we could find that was open till 11 I think it was open till 11 or midnight actually it was the only place open so we drove there because we rented a car Uh, we drove there stopped and uh, got some ice cream but wow I don't know if you guys if anyone stayed there recently but like I was only there for maybe a half hour every single garbage can I saw in the lobby or walking through the lobby to get to the uh, the fountain to the ice cream area every single garbage can i saw was overflowing there was garbage on top garbage on the floor on the sides and i'm talking big pizza boxes drinks everything garbage everywhere that was tough that was tough to see i you know i stayed at swan and dolphin a lot when i was younger it's one of my favorite resorts and it's like wow like you know, even they must, they gotta be short-staffed on, you know, maintenance or you know, hotel staff. But did not like seeing that. That that reminded me, that reminded me of like being at some cheap hotel or you know, Six Flags or something. And so that that bothered me a little bit. And now when um when I was there, we didn't have to wear masks. It wasn't required. It was optional, except on Disney transportation. And I saw some bus drivers enforce it. I heard others weren't, but until the last two days of my trip, that's when uh, the the laws changed or whatever. And at that point on, we had to wear masks at all indoor places at Disney uh, for the last two days of our trip. And, you know, it's, it's a hassle, especially like on some of the attractions and, you know, when it's 98 degrees, it's tough and. I can only imagine how bad it would be if our if our whole trip was like that. And some of the and some of the cast members at some of the parks were enforcing it differently. So like some of them were making you put on your mask as soon as you entered the queue, as soon as you got in line. Even if it was like an outdoor line. So like when we went on Slinky Dog Dash, as soon as we hit like the under the sign, under the wait time sign, the the cast member was like, Yeah, you gotta put on your mask now. Even though we had to wait like another you know, 30 minutes outside uh, before getting on the actual ride. we had to have our mask on. You have to have your mask on while you're riding. Oh, It's so weird. It's just, it's weird, uh, you know, keep it on there, especially like Space Mountain. I got to keep my mask. How am I supposed to scream uh, when I got a mask on? You know, it's uh, it's definitely a tricky situation, but I'm just glad that we didn't have to wear it the entire time because I just physically walking around with that in that heat would have been tough, but you know, I gotta follow the rules. I'm not trying to get kicked out or in trouble at Disney. So, you know, part of the other um, changes they made because of COVID was they um, like all the quick service places and a lot of the food places had mobile order and some of them, it was mobile order only. So at our resort Saratoga Springs, the uh, artist palette, the, the, quick service food place there you had to quick order you had to a mobile order there was one time i forgot my phone in the room uh and i stopped there and i wanted to get you know a sandwich and they wouldn't let me order because i i don't know i told them i forgot my phone they just they wouldn't let me order mobile order only which I, i didn't mind too much like in the mornings i would uh order it on my phone in the room and by the time i got you know walked to the uh the main lobby where the food place is, it'd be ready so it wasn't terrible i didn't mind it that's the first time i've used uh, mobile order at disney uh you know some some of the places though so like at uh, woody's lunchbox i believe it's called by slinky dog we wanted to order just one of those like pop tart things and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning and it wouldn't let me order like the the Earliest possible time I could pick up food there was like two thirty, so I walked up to the guy who was standing. They wouldn't let even let you in, like the area, unless you had like your mobile order get shown. And I'm like, I'm trying to make a mobile order here, but it says I can't, you know, get anything until two thirty. He's like, yeah, that's just that's just how it is right now. It's too busy. And so it's like, I want a pop tart now, you know. Uh, so that was a that was a little weird. You know once you have the timing down and stuff, uh, the mobile ordering was you know, not not too bad. No buffets was different. You know I'm a uh, I'm a foodie I love to eat. I love my breakfast buffets and pretty much the only place I ever have one is at Disney and it was weird not uh, having those. You know those places instead of having like the bu- the buffet where you walk up and serve yourself, they've kind of changed to uh, I think it's called like family style. So they'll bring out a, like a giant pan to your table with waffles, eggs, bacon, whatever. And it's all you care to enjoy. So if you want more bacon, more sausage, you just ask them. They bring it. We went to a few places like that. Whispering Canyon, uh, Cape May, I believe, was the other one at Yacht and Beach Club. First time there it was really good. Uh, the trick is to ask for the food like right away. So like the waiter brought our food and like right away I was like yeah can we have some more bacon and sausage so that way you're not waiting you don't finish your plate there's no bacon left and then you're waiting another five ten minutes for the you know the, the waiter to come and tell them and then you got to wait for them to make the food so that's the trick right there just tell them right away like hey we're gonna eat some more waffles some more bacon some more sausage that way they bring it to you you're not waiting you know so those are um, just a lot of the things I was noticing and that were different about this trip than the previous ones and how, you know, Disney's kind of changed. Um, I will say though, it was cool being able to do the food and wine festival in the summer. Like I said, my whole family went, my parents, they had never done food and wine festival. So they loved it. They got to experience that. We went there, we went to Epcot one night and basically we just went to every single uh, booth that we could find and wanted to try like one from each one and We just completely stuffed ourselves. That was a good time. You know, they have, like, the past books where you can kind of keep track. Uh, Some of the places weren't open yet. Those are opening in, like, uh, October, I believe it said. But, you know, most of them were open. We got to try a lot of good food and uh, no complaints here. It's like I've kind of mentioned it before. You know, I'm passionate about Disney. I'm passionate about Disney World. And if there's something that they're doing, I don't you know, like, or don't agree with, I'm not afraid to, you know, critique it. Um, I love Disney just as much as you. And if, you know, if, if they're doing something I don't uh, approve of, I'm going to say it, I'm going to complain. But at the end of the day, I still love Disney. It's kind of like, like baseball and the Cubs. I'm a huge Cubs fan always have been and always will. And, you know, they won the world series in 2016 and, you know, they're back to uh, rebuilding now. And it's like, I, th- Because I'm passionate, I feel like I'm allowed to complain uh, and I still love them. And it's just like it's like that with Disney, too. I was walking through Tomorrowland on one of our last nights, and it was one of those nights where it was warm, not hot, no rain, a slight breeze, and I just stopped and I just looked around. and Man, the feeling, it just reminded me of all those trips I went on when I was a kid, just positive vibes, everyone's happy, and you know, that's what Disney's all about. And that seems like a pretty good segue to talk about the other uh, big news about my trip. I got engaged. I uh, proposed to my now fiance in front of the castle. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw a bunch of the pictures and videos I put out. Um, it was something I always wanted to do. You know, as a kid, I always told myself, that, you know, when I get Engage one day, it's. I hope it's at Disney, and I was able to do it. You know, she's a huge Disney fan, uh, even before she met me, like she used to go with her family to Disney. I'm obviously a big fan, so uh, you know, it worked out perfectly. It was, I uh, I had scheduled us a dinner at Cinderella's Castle, like a nice dinner to celebrate our anniversary, so I wanted to do that so that we were, you know, dressed up somewhat nice and you know, everything. And then, uh, before dinner, I did it in front of the castle and the, uh, the, my, like I said, my family was there. So they were able to take some videos and pictures. The photo pass person was amazing. I believe her name was Nikki. Um, she was so good. She took so many good pictures. She helped me like kind of catch my fiance off guard by like doing the thing where she made us like stand back to back. And then, I got down on one knee, and then she had my fiance turn around. She was so good. We were able to uh, to find her on Instagram and uh, send her a thank you, which was awesome. But uh, leading up to it, if you if you've seen my pictures and stuff, it's a good thing I uh, wore a black shirt because I probably sweat through my undershirt so bad. I was so nervous. You know, right before we left for the Magic Kingdom, it starts pouring and my plan was the whole time to do it in front of the castle because you know i wanted the photo pass pictures i wanted the pictures you know and video that my family could get so if it started pouring i was like what do i do you know do i do it in the rain is the photo pass uh cast member going to be out there if it's storming if it's pouring you know do i do it after in the dark but you know after dinner is uh, happily ever after like there wouldn't been any room like i was panicking you know it starts pouring as we're waiting for the magic kingdom bus from our hotel it's pouring i'm just like by myself in the corner pacing back and forth contemplating my life um you know we get on the bus i'm just checking the radar i'm looking at the weather i'm i'm like i'm like please let this work like what am I do? Like what's my backup plan? And I don't really know what my backup plan was. Because I didn't want to wait till another day. So we pull up to Magic Kingdom, we get off the bus, and like a message from above, the rain stops. So we make it through, you know, security. I got the ring in my in my pocket. You know, one hand on that, nervous I'm gonna lose that somewhere. But we get to the end of Main Street and there was like three PhotoPass people before the one at the end and like I think I stopped at every one because I was like so nervous I was like oh do you want to take a picture here or should we get closer and we kept moving closer kept moving closer uh then you know wait a little you know there's like a few families in front of us taking their time they took like 75 pictures I'm just there like please like I need at least one picture here before it starts to rain again you know, in the end, it worked out. She said yes, um, and it turned out to be a uh, pretty magical moment. We got some uh, some celebratory buttons. We went to our dinner at Cinderella's Castle, and the uh, you know, everyone's congratulating us. The waiter gave us all of the desserts. So normally, when you eat there, you get it's um, what they call it? like a three course meal. So you get to pick one appetizer one main course and one dessert. Well, they gave us all of the desserts. So I think there was like four or five of them. So that was pretty cool. And, you know, like the, the next day I got us a custom just engage buttons from Etsy and some t-shirts that said just Engage And we wore those and, you know, that's what I mean about Disney. Everyone's so nice. So many people congratulated us. The cast members were nice. Some of them gave us free food. We, we got free cookies. We got free cupcakes. Um, what was really cool is, like, uh, there's a few people that recognize us from when it happened at Magic Kingdom. Like, cast members and, like, other guests. Like, they're like, Oh, were you at... Did you propose here? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, at Magic Kingdom yesterday? I'm like, yeah. They're like, we saw you. So that was that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I'm totally happy. It's uh, definitely a magical moment. And the pictures and the videos came out great. And uh, We made the one... Uh, video into a reel I posted it on my Instagram and it got like 300,000 views which was crazy to me that that many people watched me uh get engaged and even when I did like the proposal like I was so nervous I was holding the ring the wrong way at first I was kind of shaken afterwards and uh there was like this family behind us they were wearing like matching shirts and they all came up to us and, like you know said congrats and shook my hand and People started clapping. It was uh, it was definitely ex- an experience. If any of you have uh, ever proposed to or been proposed to at Disney, I'd love for you guys to comment or send me a message or something then uh, so I can hear your side of the story. Or maybe that's your goal. Uh, and if you ever need any tips or want to pick my brain about that, uh, hit me up. Now it's time for my favorite part of each episode, interacting with you guys, answering questions. This week's a little different. I didn't just ask ra- a random question. got a little specific one here based on the fact that the Jungle Cruise movie just came out. I watched it. I thought it was good. I thought it was entertaining. The Rock is awesome. Emily Blunt is awesome. But I asked you guys, what Disney attraction would make a good Disney movie? Now, we've had some good ones. I believe there's four. Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, and Tower of Terror. Now, Haunted Mansion came out you know, in the early 2000s with Eddie Murphy. And the Tower of Terror movie came out in, I believe, 1997 with Kirsten Dunst. And I think that one was just a straight-to-Disney channel or straight-to-video release. You know, the Haunted Mansion one with Eddie Murphy uh, wasn't great. So I do think both of those deserve reboots. Um, you know, if you've been listening or uh, following the, the news between Scarlett Johansson and Disney, they're at odds. They're not getting along. They've reportedly cut all ties. And because of that, her Tower of Terror movie that she was producing and starring in has been canceled. And that made me extremely sad. So here we are. Let's go through some of the ideas that you guys had. And now there's a lot of repeat ones here. So I'll try to try to give everyone credit but the two of the most popular ones right off the bat were Expedition Everest and Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, Decau 28, Trist of Tatooine, Earthling Romeo, Joe Becker 04, Grace NME, 72 Grand Torino, Kyle Corbett, Christopher Albright Net Artwork, Danny McKissio, Bird the Third, all you guys said Expedition Everest. You know you could have a movie. Uh, one of you guys said a uh, you know a team joins up and they uh, you know they start their trek up Mount Everest and that's where they encounter a yeti. That sounds like it's already written. You know let's make it happen. We could have the rock star in that one too. Uh, I can see the yeti on the big screen. The other one that was pretty popular, Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, Sean Riker, Gina. Roe Cruz '88, King Fergus, Brer Burke, Megan Morrow '2020, Yensid '81, Nolan Stalker, Eddie Bear '620. Uh, all you guys suggested Big Thunder Mountain. You know, if you just walk through that ride and go through the queue, you see like, you know, just like the theming. There's already kind of a backstory of an old mining town. That sounds like the uh, you know pretty easy to make into a movie. You know, it's good. the backstory's there. That would be fun. Some of the other suggestions we got here: uh, "Spaceship Earth." A couple of people said "Spaceship Earth." You can make it a documentary series inspired by Spaceship Earth. That's from Iron Bear Forty Nine. That would make sense. You know, kind of just go through each ride scene, and that could be like you know part of the documentary scenes. Uh, technology and people through time. Uh, Buck Dog One also said Spaceship Earth, but a time travel story to different historical events. There you go. That makes sense. You know, a lot of people also saying Haunted Mansion and Tower of Terror. Yeah, I agree. They both need reboots. I had a few people say, though, um, instead of Haunted Mansion, Phantom Manor, which I believe someone uh, wrote in here, is the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland Paris. Uh, Yeah, okay. It was uh, Liz X Hayes said that they should base a Haunted Mansion movie on the Disneyland Paris ride. Uh, the backstory of that one, they, she said that one's intense, uh, Phantom Manor. I don't know too much about it, but a lot of you guys suggested it. So definitely going to look into that one. Emily in Tomorrowland, JKU A3, they both said Kilimanjaro Safari. You know, the, the original Safari ride did have a backstory where, you know, you were part of the, uh. The effort to end poaching, and you have to catch a poacher. They uh, the poachers take a baby elephant from its mom, so uh, you and everyone else and the the driver, your job is to track them down and help you know catch them and return the baby elephant to its mom. Uh, pretty iconic phrases. I remember your, the name of your vehicle is Simba One, and uh, you got to catch the poachers. And uh, it was pretty fun. It was pretty interesting. I guess I don't know. Maybe it was too too violent or something, uh, which why they changed it. A couple of people said dinosaur. Um, you know, it's the ride was its own thing when it was countdown to extinction. Countdown to extinction. So maybe you can make a ride off that. Uh, Sarah Curry once says, "Give me a time travel dinos and Dino Institute backstory." That sounds pretty awesome. It's kind of got some Jurassic Park vibes to it. You know, maybe you can change the name to countdown to extinction, give it that backstory, and that way it doesn't interfere with the uh, animated movie. Olivia Seaver says the people mover. I'm not sure how they could make that into a movie, but I'm all in on trying. Uh, you know, I love that ride. Maybe the scene where you, know, you go through the tunnels and you see like the models of uh, Walt Disney's um, idea for uh, a city of tomorrow. You know, a few people, Ben Grill, Levin, a few others suggested um, Journey into Imagination with Figment. That would be cool. You know, get Figment on the on the big screen. Maybe make that one animated. I'm not sure. Maybe CGI. They could do it. You know, Figment's a popular character. A few people said Test Track. Um, you know, if it's based off the current Test Track, that would maybe give me some Tron vibes. Katie B. Peterson says Alien Encounter. Uh, let me know how that one is, because I won't see it, because it'll probably be terrifying, just like the ride was. A couple people, Ella Stringbean... Salvi Twin Squad—they both said Space Mountain. That would be an interesting one, kind of like, um, uh, kind of like Big Thunder Mountain. Maybe you could do it like that. You know, that movie with George—was it George Clooney? Tomorrowland. I feel like they kind of missed the boat with that movie. They could have included like a Space Mountain or, you know, just that Tomorrowland movie. You know, I like because of the idea that it's based on, you know, Disney's Tomorrowland. But uh, they could really. Um, they could have really done a better job with that one. Lorento15 says the Country Bear Jamboree needs an update. Love that movie. Yeah, that one, I could probably do it a lot better now. That was that weird period where the Disney movies were uh, kind of flopping. Um, so yeah, maybe a redo of that one. Brit Bear 88 says Grizzly River Run. That would be an H- interesting movie. I believe that's the, the water ride at Disney's California Adventure. I don't know too much about the backstory, but it sounds like a fun movie. Cursed P33 says Typhoon Lagoon. That'd be an interesting one. Um, Could have it like take place on an island or something. You know, if you drive into Typhoon Lagoon, they have signs that you follow going into the parking lot that pretty much give the backstory on how like a ship ended up shipwrecked there because of a typhoon, a big storm. They got the iconic big boat like up in the air, stuck like on the mountain. Uh, So that would be a fun movie. And our last one for today uh, Liz X Hayes she had a, a few good ideas here she says Carol self progress you know that would be uh, I got, again I think probably a simple one to do just kind of kind of follow the story of the ride itself and how you know um, uh, follow a family throughout time or something that would uh, you know see the, like different technology and different events and how you know things have advanced so again I feel like you can't go wrong. You know, Disney right now is just cranking out good movie after good movie. The Jungle Cruise is awesome. A Haunted Mansion reboot, if they do it right, should be awesome. You know, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise is what started this all. Those are some of my favorite movies of all time. They were so well done. They were, you know, Hollywood blockbusters. You know, I have to agree with you guys. Like Expedition Everest, I think, would be an easy one. Big Thunder Mountain would be an easy one. I really like the dinosaur slash countdown to extinction idea. Uh, you know, it's it'd kind of be like a, a, a Jurassic Park type movie with time travel. You know, it can kind of keep it separate from that animated dinosaur movie. You know, uh, Kilimanjaro Safari too, I think would be a good one. The stories there where you're, you know, maybe in Africa and you're working on a safari or you're a, a, a safari ranger or something and you have to stop poaching and Sounds like it'd be a good a, a good story for a movie, but also, you know, that's a real life issue that, you know, a movie like that could draw attention to and help, you know, help stop poaching in, in real life. But there's just so many, like if it was up to me, just Disney, just, uh, you know, just go through all your attractions and uh, make some movies or Disney Plus. You know, you got Disney Plus now, too. You can make Disney Plus originals, movies or shows. So let's uh, let's make it happen. All right. Well, that kind of about does it for this week's show. Uh, this was a uh, this is a, a fun one for me because it was basically just me talking about my trip and my engagement you now i want to thank everybody who reached out to me there's a lot of you guys on instagram who sent me messages and commented on my videos or pictures and you know it really means a lot to me uh, you guys really helped make that disney magic uh felt by me and my fiance you know just the uh the outpouring of of congratulations was was really great and i really do appreciate it and uh, you know this topic about you know Disney attractions turning into the movies is is fun. I could probably spend a whole a whole episode on it. Uh, but uh, thanks for submitting your answers and interacting on Instagram. If you aren't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today, all one word. You know I uh, try to post pretty often, and you know I respond to to messages as as best as I can. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on. Uh, Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, wherever you listen to. If you leave a review, I, I'll appreciate it. I'll give you a shout-out. Uh, that really makes my day, a little five-star review. Um, speaking of which, someone, um, the first time I got recognized at Disney, I was on the bus from Saratoga to, I think, Magic Kingdom, and I was starting to make a TikTok, and uh, someone across from me recognized me and asked me if I was the guy from the Disney World Today Instagram page. So that was pretty cool. Uh, my family like thought I was like a rock star or something, but <laughs> and, uh, that made my day for sure. But until next time, guys, I appreciate everyone listening. I hope everyone has a magical day. And always remember, it all started with a mouse.